how to protect yourself from romance scams. Joining us to talk about this, and there's a lot of them out there. I don't know if you've noticed. I know a few people who've been burned big time, and it's not just a financial thing for them. It's the emotional scar that it's left. But joining us, the head of financial crimes at BMO, Larry Zelvin, joins us. Hello, Larry. Hello. How are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, You must be doing a million of these interviews today. Uh, I've done a fair bit. There's a lot of interest in this, and it's it's sad. It's for all the wrong reasons. It's because people, as you say, are being emotionally hurt, and their finances are also being stolen from them. It's a, it's a troubling fraud. Can you break down what a romance scam is for us, please, so we all got a real clear picture, and then we'll take it from there? Yes, yeah, certainly. So what happens is, is there are folks out there, both individuals, and we know they're syndicates, literally people uh, sitting in a building, multiples, and they're looking for people who uh, may be distraught. Uh, they may have just ended a relationship with either through divorce, perhaps show the widowers, and then they'll look to engage with them on social media, and they'll try and strike a relationship that uh, starts off friendly. And then it starts becoming a little bit more, uh, maybe a bit of a love interest. Uh, they start sharing uh, some personal details, and they build that affection. They build that bond. So this, the, the person who has been a little lonely is kind of filling that void. And then all of a sudden, this new person they just met, and many times they're mimicking, uh, let's say, a military person or an offshore oil well or you know, somebody that's kind of interesting, somebody you don't necessarily meet every day. But now they're saying they're in trouble. Now, there may be a medical emergency. There may be a need to be rushed back home or their business may be in danger and they need money. Uh, And then they say, uh, look, I'll replay it in 12, 24, 36 hours, uh, but I'm going to bind. Can you please help me? And these folks who now feel like they have a new emotional relationship, a new love interest, they want to help the person in need only to find out that they're a fraudster. They're actually stealing their money and have no interest in their personal well-being at all. It's funny because my folks always told me if it sounds good, too good to be true, it generally is. And I find the same can go for people. If they seem too good to be true, they might be too good to be true. You just mentioned something, and I was reading about this just the other day. The stories are so fantastic. These people are so fascinating that you do open that door a crack. And once that door is open a crack, they find a way to kick it in. Yeah, no, look, everybody you meet online is not necessarily a fraudster or a criminal, but right. you do have to be cautious and you've got to be careful, right? And I think where the line really gets crossed and what you know I'm trying to inform your listeners about today is, is when they start asking for money. Or the other thing they'll also do is they'll say, hey, look, I'm going to send you some money. If you could put it in your account and send it back to me, that's another type of fraud. So anytime there's an exchange of money or um, anything that doesn't seem right, also gift cards uh, are a big war. Uh, uh, say, hey, can you just get some gift cards? and send me the numbers or can I get your username and, and your, your password so I can go into your account and maybe do this for you, especially folks that may be a little bit on the older side. It, it's something they'll also do. But if you've never met somebody, you've never actually seen them on video and all of a sudden there's an urgent need for money, your spidey sense should go up, your antenna should be alarming you that this doesn't isn't right. You've got to tell me, because you'll probably have stats on this one, but I was also reading the fact that we've talked about how maybe somebody who's a little more uh, of a certain vintage, a little older, might be more susceptible, but they also may be a little more guarded than somebody in their 30s when it comes to this type of thing. Do you find that? Do you find any stats that are backing that up? 
You know, there is a higher percentage of folks who are older, but honestly, it's, a, it's impacting anybody that's lonely. I mean, they, you could be recently divorced, and that could be any age group. It's men and women. Um, they're, they're just seeking people that they think they can exploit. Um, so I hate to tell your viewers, hey, look, you know, you're over a certain age, you're okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, folks, it could be, you know, people in their teens. It could be folks all the way up to 60, 70 or, or above. So everybody needs to be on the alert. If somebody's asking me for my credit card number, they're not getting it. They're not going to get my social insurance number. That's not coming their way. But it's just it's it's amazing how some people are able to be seduced, I guess. is probably the perfect word to use here. Get seduced by somebody who's a fast talker. So what would be some of the things? What would you be watching for specifically? Like, obviously, as I said, if it's too good to be true, then immediately my guard's up. Yeah, so, you know, here's the thing. It, it may not just be too good to be true. I mean, it could be somebody. And, and, again, these are folks that are lonely, and I think this is where you get that older population at a higher risk because they tend to be more alone than others. Right. Um, but they're not they're not alone in that regard, right? So, look, if you're if all of a sudden you're, you're getting reached out to and these folks are, you know, more attractive than, than not, and then all of a sudden they've got these really exciting careers, and all of a sudden they have interests that are very similar to yours and they're very complimentary, and they seem to know a lot of about you just by booking social media, it means they've really done their homework, right? Yeah. So you gotta be really suspicious. See if you can go, hey, can we meet? Can we meet on video? And they start going, well, I can't, my Wi-Fi's not very good. Hey, my camera doesn't work. That should be a first clue that something isn't quite right here. Uh, if the conversation continues on, as I said, um, they may now all of a sudden start creating a sense of urgency. As soon as they think they have you, they're going to kind of go for it and start asking for a little bit of money. But then it goes up. And we know, look, the losses could be in the hundreds, folks, but it's also gone up to the tens of thousands. And it's not just been one time. Unfortunately, sometimes it's multiple times. But look, I think one of the most important things, hopefully, if you're, if you're listening to me out there, is, is you're a victim. Okay, you are somebody who has been exploited. So don't feel bad about yourself. Don't be embarrassed. These folks are really good at what they do. Uh, and you need to just be careful. And, and, and there are things I can walk you through as far as what needs to be happening. You've been a victim or may have uh, already fallen to these kind of uh, predators. Well, let's get to that in a moment. But I want to talk about social media platforms. It seems to me like there isn't a safe one. You just got to be you got to keep your head on a swivel is the expression I would use. Uh, am I out to lunch on that? No, you're not. And look, they do a really good job. But look, you, it, it's kind of whack, like whack-a-mole, right? I mean, these folks just keep popping up. As soon as you knock one down, another one comes in. Yeah. So they're doing the best they can. Uh, and, I, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, but the problem is, is that these folks are out there trolling. And what is really best is, you know, the other thing you want to watch out for is if um, they ask you to switch off of that social media platform you're already on, which is subject to heavy monitoring, and try and get you to another platform which isn't monitored, hmm. that's another their clothes. Wow. Uh, th- that's uh, that's amazing to me. But I, the thing that's, I'm always stunned and amazed at how much information they're able to get about me on some of these social media platforms. It's amazing. And uh, I think that I'm pretty, I've got a pretty good guard up for the most part, but I just, I always worry about the people that don't. It's astounding. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it is. And, but here's the thing. As good as you may think you are, um, it's interesting. And I do security for a living, and I've done it for most of my career. Right. Um, the, the people who are closest to you are also an avenue to you. So if you have a spouse, you have children, uh, good friends, and all of a sudden they're posting about a vacation you just took or a celebration like uh, a school graduation or a tragedy in your life like a passing. I'll tell you, some of these uh, romance scam artists, they're, they're the worst of the worst. They're actually looking at the obituaries to see who passed, and wow. then we'll try and contact 
the widower because uh, they know they're in a time of stress uh, and they're taking advantage of that. Uh, so um, it, you really just have to be careful out there. And again, your guard is down during times like this. So again, you're, you're maybe more susceptible and you just got to be more cautious. Well, Larry, I just uh, headed over to Sweden for the World Junior Hockey Championship over the uh, holidays, took some pictures, posted them online. It, this may astound you, but the most amazing, beautiful women are now following me. And they're, they're just complimenting me on that trip looks fantastic. Uh, I'm not falling for that. I, I know exactly what's going on there. Uh, but it just, it just, it's amazing to me what the algorithms on social media will do and how much it, you can leave yourself vulnerable. The other one, too, is when people are asking for intimate photographs or information, that's also blackmail is the thing I think about. Am I wrong on that one? No, you're not wrong at all. And unfortunately, there'll be times that, you know, people will share intimate pictures of themselves. Right. And now they're really up for extortion or perhaps they're oversharing about their relationships that may not be uh, uh, as good as they want. And now they have that as leverage. And, and so, yeah, there is absolutely that blackmail extortion aspect of, you know, hey, I'm going to put these pictures on the Internet or I have your email addresses and I'm going to send it to all your contacts or I'm going to tell the person you said all these bad things about what you said and, right. and in a way that they'll know you said it so yeah you got to be very careful about that aspect as well okay that moves us on to the next thing if you're a victim what do you do well my recommendation is first and foremost stop all contact with this individual they are there's nothing good to be had just cut it off entirely uh, and you don't have to be polite you just stop uh, and delete them from your accounts and block them from doing it uh, if you have fallen victims in the way that has led to financial losses uh, one of the things I would suggest is contact the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center you're not only doing a good thing for yourself by blocking but you're also protecting everybody else uh, because the Anti-Fraud Center can work with a, a number of groups to make sure that these phone numbers get blocked and hopefully uh, keep these folks from preying on other folks. Uh, the other thing I would recommend, whatever social media platform they reached out to you on, please report it to them so they can institute blocks to prevent them from hopefully uh, hurting others and maybe stop those that they're already engaged in. And then one of the last things I would recommend is, is if you have lost money, go back to your financial institution, let them know what happened. In many cases, we can recover the money if we find out very quickly. If we don't find out quickly, unfortunately, in most cases, we can't recover that money. So those are the things I would recommend. Larry, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. I, I, it's on to the next radio station because I'm telling you, it's, uh, I was noticing that this is probably one of the fastest growing fraud type things out there. Am I wrong? You're, you're not. I mean, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center said last year Canadians lost upwards of almost $50 million. Wow. Uh, and as I said, I think, unfortunately, when, when criminals are find out that there's profits to be had and, and this is an actually easy crime and hard to prosecute, it's only going to continue to flourish. So our best defense is a smart, uh, in, uh, uh, smart populace, uh, folks who know what to do and, and how to handle it. That's going to be our best defense in the end. Larry, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your uh, listeners. Thank you very much for your time.